Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show where you found us right in the heart of the non-football season. Yeah. We went down to like the journey to the centre of the non-football yeah. Timber season. Timber sports. Timber sports we brought you, a sport we knew nothing about. But we're pretty much genned up on it now, and you will be uh, too after this podcast. Fascinating stuff. Uh, Brother and sister team that are the current UK champions. Uh, We also spoke to... Who else did we speak to? Dominic Holland. Dom Holland, our old friend, author, Brentford fan, journalist. uh, No, not journalist. Never been a journalist. Author. um, um, Dad. Yeah. Uh, Professional dad. dad Spider-Man's dad. Tom Holland's dad. Um, And that fed into some of our conversation. It's always good to see Dom. Um, a cricket team had never won a game in 29 years finally got over the line got there and we spoke to their vice captain the man who hit those uh, infamous winning runs we had a, a we had a big chat about a lot of things lot uh, of Charlie's stuff. got a problem with his sunglasses um, he's bought a lawnmower yeah man, I think that was just, a brief bit that was a very brief bit we had Ronaldo a football Messi, debate we did big big football debate who we? was better I hope you enjoy that it got quite in depth <laughs> it's, I hope you got enough time to listen to who was better Ronaldo or Messi and Barry Manlow eating fish and chips. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Good afternoon, Paul. It's lovely to be here as ever. I'm yeah. having a bit of trouble. There's a photo gone on online. At I don't, know, I don't, know, I don't know if it's going to go viral. Um, What's happened, Charlie? You're, you've just put on a pair of Carlos the Jackal. He's looking a lot like Carlos the Jackal. Okay. Uh, okay. Can you see that? I've yeah. Got, so I've got, it, um, it's gone out. It's, I've got it's the some... cover, it's like, like, cover of that Black Grape album. I bought some posh sunglasses, which I never ever do, Paul. Hmm. I never buy expensive sunglasses because no. I am a perennial breaker. You sit abs- on them. Do you want to those? Sit on them, lose things, absolutely every single yeah, yeah, time. Yeah. Not with the cheap ones. I always manage to keep the cheap stuff hmm. very easily. But anyway, bought a nice set of Persol frames. Nice. As is as is my other uh, washing powders are available. <laughs> yeah. As is my thing. I, hmm. I the other day was running for a train. They fell out my pocket. I stepped on them. Right. <laughs> That's. Good. That is clever, that. I know. Yeah. Takes... Just sometimes in life, that's just who you are. And yeah. You, and the moment you accept that, mm. you have to just go this with stuff's it. stuff's going to happen. That's just, yeah, just yeah, happens. Yeah. Some people it doesn't happen to. I can't imagine you've ever done that, Paul. You look like a very smart man. Um, You'd keep stuff in the right places. You'd never run for a train and it just fall out on the floor. And Probably wouldn't step on them as no. well. <laughs> that is, exactly. That's a real wind double. If you can imagine living like a, a clown. Yeah. Or a, a Mr Bean a, but or in real life. A clown from a from a, a fairground. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or a circus, you mm. know, getting in the car, doors fall off, that sort of thing. Yeah, you know. yeah. That's basically my life. Anyway, for, I'm not going to throw them away because they're nice frames. Mm. 
So I looked into it online, found out how much Persol frames are. Yeah. And I thought, uh, uh, Persol lenses are. And yeah. I thought, it must be a different option <laughs> because they're quite expensive. Yeah. So uh, I found a company that does the, the correct frames, mm. ordered them. They've come from Australia, which I didn't realise when I was ordering them. Okay. So it's taken ages. Yeah. And in the meantime, I bought some new sunglasses. Sun's gone in there as exactly. well, hasn't it? Yeah. It's more or less autumn. Um, anyway, they've turned up. I can't, I can only get, I've put the one in. Yeah. Put the one in that is, but the other one I can't get out. So I've got one light. I've gone for a pink uh, yeah. lens. So you've got one light lens and one dark yeah, lens. Yeah, I've got the look of a pirate, Paul, or yeah. someone who's got a lazy eye and is trying to correct it. Yeah. You know when kids would have a, a plaster on their yeah, eye? Yeah, I used to, yeah. I remember so that I, very just well. wonder if anyone's got any... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think I think it looks good. It's a very worrying look. I don't know what right. it is. It's, I don't know. It's something a bit creepy about it. I don't, I don't I think. Know. I think the the purple lens is the one you've got to look out for. Mm, that I always yeah. find a little bit creepy. I'm yeah. never quite <laughs> sure about people in purple lenses, but the pink lens is nice. It brightens up the day. Paul, see rose tinted sunglasses. Oh yeah, I suppose that's true. Well, so, I, don't know, uh, I don't know where this takes us. No, but... I'm just trying to any tips to get the other lens out. Basically, you might have to just smash it. I might I mean, have to just smash it. Yeah, um, and, and sunglass fails. I don't know if people want to give us those, but I'm sure there aren't I many. Mean, that's going to be quite limited. Quite aren't limited. Charlie? But but the one I wanted to do was did the you phones read, have lit up? <laughs> did you read Nick Kyrgios yesterday? Did you see, see what he said, Paul? Yeah. See what he said. He's a lovely. I mean, he's a, for a sensational tennis player. Mm. He seems pretty cross. Oh yeah, he was quite he, a lot of the time. He doesn't he? Like everyone. Absolutely yesterday. everybody. Absolutely everybody. Um, this is what he said to the. Uh, he said uh, he, he spat at a spectator. Well, he kind uh, of no. He was having no, some he trouble. Admitted, he admitted to what he spat to, in the general in direction. The direction. <laughs> it's a bit Monty Python. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I spit. In, yeah. I spit in your general direction. Yeah, he spat in the people that he felt had been giving him clog for the whole game. It doesn't. It doesn't make it right. No. Of course, he, uh, he had a go at the line judges. He, he called, said they're he called all the line judges lines. snitch. Yeah. And suggested some of the match officials were too old for the job. What a lovely, yeah. What a lovely he had a go at his opponent had. for talking to him on through a backhand. He, I mean, he had a go at everyone. Absolutely Nothing everyone. was right. The umpires, the lot. He so I thought we do, Paul. When were you charm personified? Yeah. When, but when did you lose your? Is yeah, it when curious style meltdown? When yeah. you look back on it, you think I can't believe that was me. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it was well, I me. That I did told that. you a story that I said. To yeah. People, and you we were in a Belgian. We, we can't tell it on a air. Belgian bar. We, we can, did, you we can tell say. the first part. <laughs> well, what did the Belgian man say to you in the I'd bar? I'd had a lot of that white beer they have oh, in, yeah, yeah. in uh, Belgium, mm. and some mussels and mules frites and all that sort oh, of stuff. Yeah, I was having a jolly old time with me mates. I've got a loud voice, Paul, when I get... Uh, yeah. I've got a loud voice anyway, but when I get drunk, it's like really oh, annoying. Oh, you're one of those, are Really right? annoying, you know. Right. Not anymore, but this is in my early 20s. And this man came over, very nice to come over, and said, in my country, we say you are too loud. Yeah. And then I said, you said well, in, in my, my country, country, we think you're a... And that was and the end. the full Monty. And that was it. And then we left pretty And did the tables after. go over? Or? No, it didn't, didn't go off. Didn't escalate. It didn't go off, but uh, I wish I hadn't said it. I still blush. So if you... Des Char, I can see him. He is blushing. Uh, he's got a, a light pink, so he's, he matches one of his lenses. <laughs> Only one of them, though. As long as he's not purple, that's all right. So, um, yeah, did, did, did you look back now? Take them off. <laughs> Take them off. They're in, it's a really bad... It's like... I don't know what it is. It's like Mike Reed when he guest starred in The Sweeney. Oh, that might be. Yeah. yeah. It's got that kind of look. Run around. It's got that look when he played... Uh, you know, he got a visit from uh, from John Thor. because oh, he's yeah, in it. Okay. You must know, Regan, I've retired now. He'd have a pair of glasses, unlike that. Okay. And an orange leather jacket. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Imagine playing in a cricket team for 29 years... 
and never winning a game. Oh, oh, yes, please. I mean, you've got to really love cricket to keep going back. It's not about winning, though, Paul, is it? It's about drinking. (laughs) Well, maybe this this we'll discover uh, was was the reason they kept going. Motley Crew uh, Cricket Club, 29 years in, finally won their first game, I believe, last weekend. And uh, the man that scored the all-important winning runs... Uh, the vice captain of the uh, team, Bobby Dolan, joins us now. Bobby, good afternoon. Hey, Bobby. Good afternoon, guys. How are we? Oh, yeah, very yes, good. Thank you. Congratulations good, good. after all these years. Winners, champs. Yeah, about about time. It's been a long time coming. How how long have you played for the team? Have you not the full twenty nine um, years? I take it. No, no, no. So I've probably played for about ten years. Mm. Um, there's always been a, a kind of ever changing squad of players. Yeah, but we've kept up the long tradition of being quite bad. Yeah. Has anyone um, been there the whole time? Um, so Steve's the old captain. He's just about hung, hung up his, his, uh, his, uh, gloves now. Mm, maybe he um, was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't want your first game you miss <laughs> yeah, ever yeah. to be the, the one they win. Steve's dragged them down. Yeah. 29, Ooh, 29 years. 29 years. Yeah. <laughs> so how many games a season would you play? Do you think? Uh, so we're only a ca- we're only a casual team. So we'll mm. play perhaps three or four, perhaps a few more games. So this year we've hopefully got four games. Right. Um, so we don't have our own ground or or much kit or anything like that. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm looking it's at the pictures. Busy. It's I mean you know there's no one's really in white. It's t-shirts and shorts, <laughs> okay. isn't it? Really, it's all, it looks like a very relaxed setup you've got. It, it, yeah, it, it it is quite relaxed. I mean this this we did kind of have a team strip because on the morning someone said right. Can we all wear black shorts today and try and find a white top? Yeah. Um, yeah. So That's the way the ECB normally approach it <laughs> as well. On lucky, match day. lucky black shorts. Just wear mean. black shorts today, boys, and we'll all be fine. Yeah. So, so that might be our lucky kit. Yeah, now. that's the yeah. kit now. You need someone so to, to, to keep it going. You're going to have to get did, someone to sponsor that now. Did you have 11 mm. players? Was it, was it, is it 11 aside this year? Yeah, we managed mm. to get together 11 players, which is, which is also quite, quite a feat in itself. Yeah. 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 And, and what was, how is the oldest? Because sometimes, you know. Well, this is quite a range. Who is the team. oldest and you, who is the youngest? Because you can sometimes have like a 12-year-old well, and a 71-year-old. I think we could so, be... So, our number 11 was a 14-year-old okay, who, yeah. who turned up to watch and ended up playing at uh, number 11 and actually was in there right at the end to kind of save the game for us a little oh, bit. Really? Mm. So getting you um, back on strike yeah, but it's to a get good, the important yeah. runs. Yeah. It's a good tactic though because they don't. But you, they you can't bowl as fast as, as <laughs> a child. Did you yeah, notice? You that? have to hold back a little bit. With the other team, I, d- I didn't notice any holding back. Oh, no, right, no, right. No. So, so who's the team you beat? Were they gutted? They must have been gutted first ever. I think they're gutted. Um, because of all the fuss we've made out 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 of winning yeah. since, mm, yeah. uh, they're called the Three Horseshoes. So we play them each year, yeah. and they stuff us each year. Yeah. But this year, um, we managed to to do them. Were you better um, this year, Bobby, or did did they have players missing? Be honest. I think we <laughs> well, they did have some players missing, mm. and they did have a batsman retire hurt. Right. Okay. But I mean, did you target think... with a bit of chin music? Did you one of your boys? <laughs> well, actually, yeah. So it was off my bowling that he, um, that, that he caught one in the head. Oh dear! He had to go yeah, off. So mm. didn't offer him a mm. runner or anything. though. he had to go off and no, no. Okay, it's, yeah, pro- it's protocol. Can play hard to come crew. <laughs> so, um, so the winning runs. There was you and the fourteen-year-old kid mm-hmm. who came to watch right at the end. And yep. how many runs did you need for that last wicket? Oh, that's a good question. So I think we needed about just shy of 20, I think. Wow. Which, which doesn't on. sound like much, no. but, it, but it was quite. It was a really tense 
finale. Mm. And so did you Did you just say, look, just pinch singles, run when I tell you to so I can yeah. get on strike because yeah. I'm the yeah. quality in this field. Is that <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of, I was searching for the boundaries and, and quick singles, but he did have to face a few balls. Wow. Yeah. And, and the pressure at, at that moment, I think he did really, really well. Yeah, he is. Yeah, a bit Jack Leach, our producer yeah, makes the point. There is a bit Jack Leach about him. Get a yeah. T-shirt with a date on now and that sort yeah. of stuff. Will he play again, the young lad? Will you, you, is he part of the yeah, setup? Yeah, yeah. He's on the road. Yeah. by the three horseshoes. Yeah, he probably is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, anyone, anyone that wants to play is more than... Oh. Always gets a game. Yeah. Wow. It's lovely. So where about what part of the country are you in? So we're down in Kent. Right, okay. Um, yeah. And uh, this feel like a bit of a turning point. You feel like this is a this is the start of something mm. that you'll go on on a, an unbeaten twenty nine years streak of victories. <laughs> well, it could, it could well be. Mm. Um, but to be honest, just winning this one game is enough is enough for us. We don't yeah. we go out to we go out to stand around with our mates and have a few beers and. Just have a good time. So winning yeah. is a bonus. Avoid any parenting or childcare responsibilities <laughs> yeah. for an afternoon <laughs> under the guise of playing cricket. Where? I completely know where it goes. I can't play mm. cricket in shorts. I've just got to pull you up on that. No. You get such sweaty legs behind the pads and then yeah. your pads stink. Yeah. It's a nightmare. Yeah. So I think yeah. you should change that to black trousers if you can, just oh, for the okay. luck. Yeah, I'll bear that in mind. A pair of black trousers, yeah. <laughs> they're going to look like they're waiting, waiting on. Waiting table. <laughs> Turn up in their white shirts and their black trousers. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations, Bobby, for hitting the winning Thank ones. Thank you very and much. Finally winning after 29 years. Fantastic well done, story. Thanks for joining yep. us. Cheers, guys. Nice work. Bobby Dolan there, vice captain of Motley Crew Cricket Club. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, regular guest over the years. Yeah. And it's been interesting. I mean, Dom, our next guest, Dominic Holland, has been coming in for years. Coming to talk a bit of football, a bit of golf. Uh, a lot of golf. Gigging, a lot of golf. Yeah. Suddenly, um, golf. Suddenly you're more interested in him, as I reckon a lot of people are. No, not, not a t- he'd be the first. I mean, I, I'll never forget. Anyway, good afternoon, Dom. Lovely nice to see, see you, Paul. Thanks for having me I'll out. I'll never forget, HS. you came in one day, apropos nothing, we just talking, bit mm-hmm. of Brentford, bit of golf, etc. Life and I and you said off air to myself and Andy, uh, my lad Tommy's <laughs> trying out for Billy Elliot. I mean, and uh, and then we saw how you about that, how did that go? We saw you about six weeks later. He said he got it. He's in Billy Elliot. <laughs> me. And you were saying. Yes. Never went to drama school. No. Never, wasn't really... No act- pushy parents. Yeah. Oh, no yeah, pushy yeah, parents, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> never yeah. had an acting lesson. And Because we were saying to you, well, how does that come about? Said, never oh, in a school play. Never this, in a school play. Got this innate talent, apparently. That, well, how was it spotted then? How did someone dance, though, say... He's a dancer, wasn't he? Didn't well, no, he? no. He was, he was a disco dancer at a Saturday afternoon, sort of, you know, YMCA, disco dancing stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And Which one uh, was he? The p- carp or the... <laughs> yeah. the he was the, he was the red Indian. Oh. About nine. You don't get dressed <laughs> yeah. up like that. And he just got he got asked to audition for Billy Elliot. And the whole thing for me was what a flattering thing to get to yeah. get asked. You know, I thought I said to, I said to him, look, this is really nice. I sense that when we spoke to you that time, yeah. you were like you were kind of you, completely you, you unexpected. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, shocked. Yeah. I was very I was very flattered that they might think he had something. Mm. So my wife and I, Nikki and I, chatted about it. We said, yeah, go for it. You know, have fun and. Go along, do yourself, do you do your best, but expect yeah. nothing. Yeah, and he just kept confounding every single obstacle stuck in front of him. Got through every hoop and eventually started playing Billy, which for me was I thought, wow, that's going to be such an extraordinary thing to watch, and that'll yeah. be the end of it. And he can do that. Go, you know, do a couple of years in the show, go back to school, 
bit of a bragging rights. When I was a kid, I was Billy Elliot. It's also a brilliant musical as well. Not every, it is. Not every it is a good is show. Great, but Billy Elliot, the musical, is absolutely fantastic. And when Charlie Baker says that, you, well, know, you know. Five stars. Listen, five yeah, stars. Yeah, yeah. You know. So, but then we're, we're only, a, it only seems like it's two, three years later we're chatting to you. And we said, how's Tom getting on? He said, oh, yeah, he said, you were, I was on the phone to him earlier on, he said, Dad, got to go, I'm playing tennis with Ewan McGregor and Naomi Watts. So what, how'd you go from the disco dancing at the YMCA yes. to Hollywood superstar? Well, it all kept coming in for him, you see, mm. Paul. So he did the show, he did very well, he was very proficient, he was really good at it. And um, after that, he started to you know, audition for films and he got this movie called The Impossible. Mm, which is about yeah. the, the, the tsunami, the 2004 tsunami, the terrible event in, in Asia. Half or a quarter of a million people died. That movie was a real advent for Tom because the Americans spotted him and thought he looks, he looks nice, he looks like his mum, thank God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and from there, just stuff just kept coming in. Yeah. And I started to think, blimey, this is, this is a thing. Mm, this is yeah. not something that's going to end. And uh, I was, that's the only time I've been right. Because <laughs> it's you, kept coming in for him. And you wrote Eclipsed. Um, yes. It's a kind of your story. As My, what it's like to be the, the dad of someone whose career kind of gets well, bigger than yours. The reason why I wrote it mm. is, is I've written uh, eight books now. Mm. And I've sold books to Hollywood. So I've been to Hollywood, had the big meetings with the big producers, and I've had movie stars attached and directors attached, and it kept collapsing. Mm. So it, with, with all my best laid plans, I was expecting to become the new Richard Curtis, and I had the meetings and was fully expecting that big <laughs> career. Yeah. And unbeknownst to me, my little fella with no plans <laughs> did become a movie yeah. star. Yeah. So I thought it was a natural, um, a natural upshot and a, and, a, and a sort of an advantage, really, that I had tried that extraordinarily hard thing to do make it in Hollywood so it gave me the spine of a story which was a fluke and and Eclipsed is a lovely very heartfelt but it's a bit bemused because as I say mm. I've always been confounded and and bemused by what how it's just how Tom has just done these things mm. and he doesn't seem to have the constraints that I had as a young young guy full of nerves and full yeah. of anxiety at the comedy store with you Charlie backstage closing the late show being nervous mm. Tom doesn't seem to get that Tom just seems to think alright I'm just doing the Jimmy Kimmel show dad so I'll talk to you in a minute <laughs> and he just goes but, on does the show and calls me back afterwards but just to say to you mm. that's just because he's got a great dad and oh, a great mum and that's that is, well, that is more, about great parenting more so the dad I'll be honest you did mention <laughs> you did mention the mum she was there she had a part had to part. <laughs> she was definitely there at the beginning that, that's just good parenting though, cause you, oh, you've, bless got, you, you've gone out yeah. and you've flattened the grass in front of him and he's yeah. running through and that's great and that's your legacy yes. not doing 20 minutes at the comedy store if we could or clip selling that a script. out yeah. I can send that to Tom he's in New York I say Charlie Baker just said yeah. you're a factor of a great dad it's but that's what you want for your kids isn't it yeah you do you want to do the hard work for him so it's easy well, yeah, that is surely. part of Eclipse as well because it, it kind of, you know, because it, you always assume a kid who makes it in Hollywood or makes it in acting must have had connections, must have had a, a must have gone to Eton, must have had a pushy dad or a mm. pushy mum, and it genuinely is a piece of fortuitous serendipity. Mm. Now, now Tom obviously had to work really hard for that to come through, mm. but. Um, it felt like a story. I mean, I remember sitting in the stalls at Billy Elliot in the West End and I was doing gigs around the country, but smaller gigs, way smaller than the West End theatres. And I thought to myself, this is a story that I really felt I should tell because mm. it was naturally comic. And, and it's also beguiling because you, you just can't imagine it ever happening to your family. Sure. And it has. And it's, and it's ongoing. Tom's in New York today. He's making a TV show. He's going to be back in October. 
And, you know, there's this talk of him doing this biopic about um, Fred Astaire. Mm. And you just think, wow, he really has made it, yeah. you know. We're going to yeah. play now. You've, you've, with Audible, you've done a, a, a sort of audio book of Eclipse. Yeah, I read it because yeah. I thought there's dwindling readers out there. So <laughs> yeah. make it easier for people. Yeah. Yeah. But Tom was involved as well, wasn't he? Didn't yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I, I've read the, I wrote the book, obviously. Yeah. I read the book and it's in conversation with Tom. So mm. Tom and I catch up at the end of every other chapter mm. on the anecdotes I explain in the book. Fantastic. So, so we're going to play a little clip. Yeah, yeah, go on, go we're going to play a little section of uh, Eclipse by Dom and Tom. Because I think there is pressure in acting. Um, mm. When you are doing a crying scene, is there not any dispensation? Does the director not think we've only got, rather than 30 takes, we've only got eight takes because this is a crime Oh, yeah. Scene. When I say 30 takes, I mean, you know. But is, is there, what I'm saying, is there not dispensation for that? Of course, the, of course. The, and sometimes depending on the director, you know. I have a really good relationship with John Watts. So when we come in to do a crying scene, he sort of says to me, how would you like to shoot the day? Do you want to start with your crying scene? Do you oh, want to go okay. close? Do you want to go wide? How oh, would you okay. like to do it? And you say, this is how I'd like to and do it. Well, he wouldn't have done that in the first film, I take it. Uh, yeah, no, not so much on the first film, that's but that's I... just because we were both so inexperienced. Well, that, again, that's again, another advantage, Tom, you have, I think, of having the, the same guy on the helm for your three biggest films. Yeah, and, and I love him to bits. He's been such a good guy. He had a new guy coming in, trying to establish himself. And... It's also difficult as well because you feel like you have a certain ownership over the character that is shared between John and I. Yeah. So when someone else is directing that character, yeah. you're a little bit like, well... Yeah. So there we are. That's the... Um, gold. Isn't that gold? Clip. Isn't that gold? Yeah, I've taken a lot from that. <laughs> but you're that not... crying scene, I think, he's talking about. Do you about, want to start is, with is... your crying <laughs> scene today, Charlie? Is this after the comedy store, Charlie? <laughs> yeah. He is... I mean, look, I want to talk about you, but I'm just going to say, for someone who's come from nothing, and it is just confident, and I mean that about Barrington, because yeah. what that is, is he's been loved, and so he knows how he knows he's always got that yeah. safety net. But in the biggest film of all time, which mm. is Avengers, uh, Endgame. Avengers Endgame, Endgame. Yes, with Robert, he is, yeah. he is the best moment in it. With that crying scene with Robert, <laughs> you must yeah. Have, you must have, I mean, I was crying thinking sure. about you watching sure. him in that film, going, yeah. this must feel unbelievable, and you know, involved in the film. Yeah. For you, it must have been insane. I was crying thinking, why hasn't this happened to me? <laughs> <laughs> so you you know, I don't believe you. I don't believe that that is what you actually think. No, no, I have to say, Tom has, he, he constantly surprises me. He, I was at the Graham Norton show with him, and Graham's a good friend of ours. We've known Graham. Are you warming back, it up, were you? Well, no, I was, I was watching Tom. I was watching Tom yeah. backstage in the green room. Tom's going to go on stage, which is quite, you know, a big, yeah. A, yeah. big a big searchlight on you. There's four people, they're all big stars. Yeah. And Tom's got his anecdotes, and he seems just extraordinarily relaxed. And if, when I was doing the Des O'Connor show, I'd walked about eight miles backstage yeah. before I went on, st on that <laughs> stage. I was up and down, pacing, and, and I think, wow, it's lovely that Tom doesn't have that. So when we chat at the end of each, the other, every other chapter, mm. it is just very father and son catching up. So uh, it makes it, it top ends the book. Have yeah. you had that chat, Dom? It, look, son, <laughs> show business. It, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a mist. It's a, it's tough for some people. Break your heart, or, you know. <laughs> yeah. like Alan Latchley. So it, a cruel mistress. Mm. Oh, dude, have you had that chat? It, look. Just it could all go. It's unlikely to now. I would think <laughs> it could all go wrong. You know, when he's in. I mean, with respect, with respect well. to Hollyoaks, when he, <laughs> when he do do diddle do, and he's doing the laugh. But you know, it, the it, thing it, is, if it had it, if if it all went wrong now, mm. 
I, I, I'm not being too revelatory here by saying he'd still be okay. He's yeah. fine. <laughs> He's fine. He'll be all right. Don't worry about him. Yeah. He won't be on the bins. Back, he won't be doing back, back in Billy Elliot on top. I might be on the bins. Um, <laughs> but no, he's good. He's but, in good shape. But not just that. I mean, from a career point, it's not just money. It's about it's a, a sort of career and doing the well, things that you want to do and, and everything. See, Charlie is right, though, because my main concern for Tom is that, is that he, albeit he lives in lofty circles and he mm. does these extraordinary things, my... My hope for Tom is that he has uh, an ordinary life. Yeah. Mm. Albeit he's doing this, you know, you know, this sort of very exposing thing. Mm. He does remain. So he calls every other day. We speak to him. I come Good. home. I'll go home today and say to Nikki, "Have you heard from Tom?" So we we speak to him all the time. Mm. And he's got three brothers who are younger than him yeah. and don't defer to him. Um, and he hasn't changed in your no, way, I don't, you don't think so? He's, he can do things that, that he couldn't do before. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't fly in the same seats as we do. Oh, um, turns left. Unbelievable. <laughs> he turns left, but in, yeah. when he's in the house with you and your missus yes, and no. his brothers. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, mm. and that, that, that isn't faux. And that's just, you know, when, we are, when we're a family, we are a regular family of six. Dom, you've always got stand-up on him. Don't let him yeah. do it. Do you know what, Charlie? Don't, do you know you what, don't, don't want him to try it. Don't let him do any... If, if you know he what? wants to do the comedy store, he has to do a five and then a ten like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. He did a gig in, in um, I think, Rio. Yeah, did he pa- die? Pa- no, no, no. Such a partisan audience. Whatever. It's a, it's a bit like when, when you see Wimbledon, and, and, and uh, it's on telly now, and mm. a player says something fairly innocuous and the audience fall over laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom was like that with his partisan audience. He said to me, Dad, I could do stand-up. So, Tom, you yeah, yeah, were yeah. dying your backside. Get him down to Portsmouth. Get him to Portsmouth. I'll book him some <laughs> get him in there. Yeah, get him in oh, there. Yes. Bre- what's about Friday. Charlie Baker's new series, Breaking Tom Holland? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's come so easy to him. He's a Hollywood superstar, but could he do 10 minutes in Portsmouth? <laughs> now, you've got Don't a new book. get into it. You've got, never mind, Tom. You've got a yeah, new yes, book out. Though, I have, yeah. No, yeah. to validate my, my lockdown, really, because. Uh, mm. You know, lockdown happened and all my diary emptied. So I, I was, I didn't want to watch, watch Breaking Bad. So I got busy typing again, Paul. Mm-hmm. So I've written a new novel, which comes out on Sunday. Comes out on Sunday called Made in England. It's the, it's a follow up to Only in America, my very first novel back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I've reprised the characters twenty years on, and uh, I've given them a new adventure. And it's um, again, it's, it's very similar to my previous books. It's not going to win any awards, but it will make you feel good. It'll oh, make wow. you feel happy. Excellent. So, yeah, and your other books still available? We've talked before. Yeah, they're all they're all out. They're all all on online. You can get them all online, and uh, you can get them from dominichollandbooks.com. And uh, and Made in England comes out on Sunday. Fantastic. So, been busy and still doing stand up. I am busy. did two gigs last week, less than I used to. Mm. I don't know if you're doing as much, Charlie, but uh, less than I used to. But still, still out there doing gigs. Yeah, getting those butterflies. Yeah, you've got to do it, haven't you? You've got to you've got to stay. Gig fit match. Last fit, time I saw so. you, Charlie, with gigging was I brought I brought a whole family to watch you in Edinburgh, you if you recall. Yeah, you yeah. had a mad venue in a car park. Yeah, it was in a, we're doing well. It's going yeah. really well. Charlie, room? No, I opened the show by saying I did a <laughs> I did a show here when I was twelve in the in the George Square Theatre. Yes. And here I am twenty years later <laughs> in, the car- in the car park. <laughs> <laughs> it's going well. Should be the other way. There was around. a massive ambient noise from outdoors, I remember. Yeah. Thanks mm. for giving everyone a great Great uh, show though, Charlie. Great show. Yeah. It was great show. The car park shows. Yeah. Well, good to see you, Dom. Thanks, Paul. And, Thanks for having me um, along, man. And the order, people, if they're signed Made up to in Audible, England. they Made can in listen. England is yeah, you novel. can get them all through the website. So okay. all those books are there on dominichollandbooks.com. And uh, and Audible, they can listen to Eclipsed as yes. well, which yeah, is good. Fantastic. Good Brilliant. Nice one, boys. Lovely Thank to see you very much. Take Thanks, it easy. Dom. Always a pleasure. Um, still the Hawksby and Jacobs Holland. Daily Podcast. Oh, look at Manchester United's shopping spree. Better warn him. What's that? We're not. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's always good on this show, certainly in the height of the summer when there's no football on, where we, we get a chance to focus on sports we wouldn't normally. Yeah, lovely. And that includes timber sports, which I knew nothing about. And to add to the mix, uh, the current champions uh, in the world of timber sports are uh, brother and sister, uh, Glenn and Zoe Pennington. And they join us now. Good afternoon, both. Good afternoon. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah good. we're good, Hi, thank yeah. you. Yeah, good to talk to you. Congratulations, first well off. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So, um, I suppose really, we, we kind of need to know what the disciplines are in the world of timber sports. I'm not sure the clue's in the name, but uh, Zoe, talk us through it. What, what are the things you have to do? Uh, so, for myself in the Women's Championship, I do three disciplines, um, which is the underhand chop. Uh, we stand on a log, um, cut some footholds in it and chop the block in half from one side and turn over and do it on the other side. Right. Um, we also do the single buck, which is a two metre length saw um, and cut what we call a cookie off. Mm. Um, and then we also use a chainsaw uh, to do the same thing. Um, but obviously with a chainsaw, we do two cookies. Um, mm. And then there's three other disciplines that the men do in their championship. And so Glenn, how, yeah, how do yours differ? So I've got the uh, the same three that Zoe does. And then also we've got what we call a stand and block chop. So that's a log that's in a stand that's vertical. And that's sort of like a simulation of falling a tree. Oh, we've yeah. then got the springboard where you put what we call a pocket or a notch in the side of a pole. And we actually go up and we're cutting on about an eight inch wide plank. And that's mm-hmm. nine foot up in the air. And then the final event we do, which is always the one that makes or breaks your day. And it's a crowd pleaser and it's called the hot saw. So basically, it's a uh, it's a motorbike engine or a jet ski engine with oh. a bar and chain attached to it. So it's loud and and the, everyone loves it. Yeah, yeah it sounds like it sounds great. Sounds good. Yeah, you'd like that. You like engines, on earth, don't you, Charlie? How on earth did you get into it? Yeah, Zoe, what was your what was your route in? Uh, for myself, or well, my um, well, my in, dad actually right. competed when um, when I was about two years old, I think. Mm. Um, 
Glenn took the sport up um, when he was a bit older, and then I kind of just followed in the footsteps. Right. And do you, do you work in this area, Glenn? Do you both work in, in, in this world or not? Do you do completely different jobs? It's just leisure. This is just a hobby for us, both mm. of us. We're, um, I'm actually a builder by trade, so, um, yeah, this is literally just a hobby. I'm not really using any of the skills I use um, mm. in the timber sports side. Mm. And Zoe actually works for a local water company, Radnor Hills Water. She's, mm. a, she's there. So, yeah, it's quite different, for, especially for Zoe. It's, it's a lot different to our day-to-day -day job. Yeah. Zoe, what sort of uh, equipment do you use? Do you have a specialist axe? Do you have, like, a special axe? Special handle, special sharpening technique. What 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 are the fine margins you need to to to, to get? Uh, yeah, so we have um, racing axes. The ones that I've used for the championship have um, come from Australia. A racing um, axe. Wow. Yeah, wow. Um, they're from Engineer Tracksman. Was the one I used at my championship, um, and we use um, two meter saws. They also came from Australia. Um, so yeah, it's, there's different grades we can have. Different. Um, levels on the axes themselves different the way they're sharpened and yeah they're not something you can just pick up in a shop no sure yeah, i wouldn't yeah. want to be a chippy on one of your building sites glenn because <laughs> you imagine what it's like aren't you they're saying well i'm i'm mate i'm 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 sawing it as quick as i can well i think you'll find <laughs> just pass pass Give me this, pass me the saw how do you do that yeah is, is, that there, a, is there a team event or a mixed event where you cut something down together or anything like that hmm. Yeah, there is actually going forwards now. Um, uh, there's the going to be the World Championships, which is going to be across in Sweden. Hopefully, I'll have qualified for the individual. But there is also a team event there where we will be competing as a team of four. So we'll have one person will do the stock saw. You'll then go across to the person on the underhand once the stock saw is complete. They'll complete their log. You'll go across to the single buck and then you'll finish off with a stand and block. And the teams will be looking. The top times of that will be under a minute to do all those four disciplines. So it, it is a good one to see. The, the, sorry, I take it the, the people are good at this. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm guessing. Okay. Would be Scandinavian, Canadian. Mm. These are some of the American. Well, all the axes come from Australia. So Australia, are they, are they good at it as well? Is this, is this yeah. right? Am I, am I far off? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the world champion currently is Australian. Um, the women's champion is from America. Um, so yeah, but there's there's so many countries involved now, so it is really worldwide. Oh. I've got a couple of um, new events for you, just for it. I mean, <laughs> you thought of a couple. Of take, each take, take take these as you as you want to. You know, yeah. um, choosing the best Christmas tree and going in, going <laughs> in that, the woods. You're calling that a timber yeah, sport. Going in the woods, and you have to run around finding the best Christmas tree, chop it down, get it out, put it up, decorate it. Okay. Do you not, not into I, it? Yeah, we can do that. We okay. can do that. We that's can see that on the world stage, of course. One, isn't it? I'm that's, thinking that's, Saturday Night TV. How that, are we going to make it Strictly? Well, if we can get this on telly. That's Stric great for, strictly Timber Sports that's great, is what I'm going that's for. That's great for the Christmas special. <laughs> you know, and uh, the other one I had was, you know when people in like a cartoon will saw off a branch and they're sat on the branch? Yeah. You have to do that and you get levels of points for how high up a branch you choose. <laughs> <laughs> Zoe, are you interested in any, yeah, of, any, this? any Zoe, Charlie's ideas? any of this? Charlie's ideas? Charlie's ideas? Strictly Timber Sports? Yeah, a bit of extreme sport there. There it is. Yeah, that's exactly. it. Yeah. it there is. is one, though, looking at this picture, Glenn, this one you were explaining, where you're kind of on a board, aren't you, as you're chopping the tree, that you're... I, I can see you standing on a plank as, as you as you do your thing. Which what, what was the discipline of that one again? That's it, yeah, that's the springboard chop. Right. So that's okay. right about there. I'm probably about eight foot up in the air. Wow. Um, and the, the board's only about eight inches wide, so you've got to be... You've got to have good balance, and you, the quite a crucial thing there is we actually have to cut the own our own pocket in the tree, so our own notch. You've got to make sure that's right to get a nice yeah. 
nice secure board so you're able to put full power into that to cut that log on top. What's the health and safety of that? I'm imagining if you fall off that board and you've got a new special axe from Australia in your hand, your racing axe, yeah. one's I mean, going to go one it way It can't be without its dangers a sport like this, I wouldn't think. Yeah, obviously, if you do fall from there, if you don't do a good enough pocket and you end up falling and that axe comes anywhere near you, they are actually razor sharp, so you can wow. literally shave oh with gosh. them. So, yeah, you, oh. you don't want to be coming down with that axe in your hand, that's for sure. Fantastic. And we're touching wood here, but no mishaps, Zoe? Are you, you're all good? You had no problems over the years? Yeah, no, I've been um, very fortunate. I've um, had some great trainers with me and no done, no injuries. We also wear um, chain mail socks and leg guards, so oh, wow. they help to protect us. Where'd you buy chain mail socks? <laughs> you put the wrong ones on in the yeah. dark in the morning. You'd be a bit of a shock when you go to work, wouldn't you, really? What do they feel like? Uh, they're actually very comfy, surprisingly. Oh, wow, okay. I'm going to get you a pair for Christmas, Charlie. Nice. I like that. What would you get for the man who's got everything? Chainmail socks. <laughs> Chainmail socks, yeah. I like that. So when are the Worlds, Glenn? When, when, when are they happening? So the World Championships, they're going to be across in Gothenburg in Sweden. That's going to be on the 28th and the 29th of October. Mm. And you, you guys, I mean, how, you have to self-fund this? Do you get some support from uh, the sponsors of the tournaments or...? We're very lucky um, still themselves. They're, they're the main sponsor. They are the, the main sponsor of the competition. So they do help us out massively. They support us really well. So they put on the competition last weekend. We're actually, both of us and a, another lad from Scotland are going across to France this weekend um, to compete in the European Trophy and a French Invitational Women's Competition. So still are helping us out with that as well. So we're very looking good. forward to that. Excellent. As well. Very well, look, we wish you stuff. both well. And uh, we, we look forward to reading that you've won the Worlds and we'll certainly get you back on for a chat. So good to talk to you both. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Zoe. Well, thank, thank you very you much for having us. Thanks, guys. Glenn and uh, Zoe Pennington, brother and sister, the new UK Timber Sports champion. Lionel, See, there we are. We've learned something. Exactly. Today, Lionel Richie's favourite chainsaw is a still. Is it? Is it really? Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, where I was going. Out one there. of his, or was it Commodore? Someone quite sure. I don't know. Brickhouse was the cusp. Brickhouse was the Commodores, wasn't it? I don't yeah, know. it was. Yeah, but they had other still songs. the Commodores. Hmm. To find uh, okay. out. Okay, I think it might be one There's of them. There's always the bit at the end of still when he says he just says the word still. Still, yes, Commodore somewhere. Commodores, is it? Okay, I got that wrong. Um, anyway, well done to Glenn and Zoe. And uh, yeah, it just if one person goes yeah. off into the world and uh, into timber sports after that chat, and preferably I, doesn't chop their leg off, yeah, obviously, do you, do you, we don't take responsibility for that. You turn up to because sometimes when you turn up to some sports and someone's like, yeah, quite, quite a lot of people with a limp or something, you know, yeah. at some sports, aren't there? Do you think you turn up, but. Timber sports and there's a few people with some limbs missing, or no, I, you get I, I wouldn't think so, Charlie. It's certainly not a sport. Do you know, often in sports they'll say they'll have a kids' day oh. where kids can try it. <laughs> they can try it for the first time. Oh, quick, bring quick the kids. cricket, like, like quick that. cricket. Like bring we had them along today. Bring them along and see what they make of it. And yeah. This is a... This yeah, is the blunt axes. Yeah. Don't worry, they're blunt. <laughs> but you could do it with rubber axes. It wouldn't be the same. But anyway, don't, kids, don't do that. Mum and Dad are not taking you at the, the tim team. Timber Sports tryout. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, you may be familiar with the name James Finlayson. He was a star of many a Laura and Hardy film, and he had a big moustache, oh, bald right. head and a moustache. Yeah. A bit of a kind of odd Scottish burr that he had. Not fit for of... from the old, rest, no, old this, wrestling. This was James. You know, James. You know the guy. He was in yeah. lots of Lauren Hardy. Okay. And he, he was the king of the double tape. Okay. And they had the, the, the great look, the kind of, the one-eyed look oh. as he looked oh, at Oh, I yeah. know who you Often mean. Often played yeah, the yes. dad of uh, Ollie's Intended. Yes. And the reason I bring him up is, he, he, was, he was king of the double treble take in these films. And uh, I can only imagine James Finlayson wandering into a fish and chip shop 
the Swallow's Nest in Romsley in Worcestershire, uh, to be confronted by Barry Manlow eating fish and chips. Oh, lovely. Imagine, what? <laughs> you can imagine it, couldn't you, if you said... Monocle fell out. Said, Monocle would definitely Took fall out. top hat off. Yeah, that's what happened. Barry was doing a gig, uh, Barry, 79. I wouldn't... Would you, no, this is warming us up for the birthday. So would you have said 79 70, for Barry well, he's, Look, he's had a lot of work, Paul. Has he? Just, just, I'm well, his very house. aware of that. <laughs> Reminded of a Gary Delaney joke. I, I cannot tell on air. Which okay. Is a shame. But no, uh, he's 79? 79, mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. He was in the Brill Building, wasn't he? He wrote in the Brill Building. Yeah. With Carol um, King. King and, yeah. Neil, and, King, and yeah, uh, Neil Diamond. All yeah. those, he wrote all those hits, didn't he? So, yeah, maybe. But um, yeah, um, 79. So he, he, um, he, 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 found, he was hungry before he went on. Yes. Yeah. You know. And uh, he popped into uh, the Swallow's Nest in Romsley, Worcestershire. Yes. And uh, an interesting combo. He had fish and chips and a glass of water. Oh, come on. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I just imagined... Come he, on, Barry. What else he'd have to drink? I don't know. If he's up to him, whatever At he wants to At least have a drink. lilt or something, you know. Yeah. A little livener before the show. Exactly. Yeah. Fish and no, I, can't, I can't even imagine him having the fish and chips. To be honest. Okay, just everybody just, just... Not if you're driving, obviously. <laughs> not if you're driving. But I don't want to get in trouble. Eyes. But if you just close your eyes now and just imagine Barry Manlow eating fish yeah, and yeah. chips. Go on. I can't see it. I can, I've just seen it. <laughs> you can see it, can yeah. you, Paul? You but can he see was him. wearing his stage really outfit. Really down. He was, he was wearing a white suit with a quite Oof. a big collared black shirt. I saw him about 1974. <laughs> oh, right, when he was young. So that was much cheaper yeah, than yeah, the fish yeah. and chips, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He would have had a cup of tea. Normally have a cup of tea with your fish and chips. Yeah, you? Yeah, anyway, you are listening to Talk Sport. Depends when you have it. And uh, yeah, there we are, celebrities. Imagining, imagining pop stars eating fish and chips is a lovely thing to do. Yeah. I can imagine, we can all imagine Elton. It's your new Netflix series, isn't it? <laughs> Charlie Baker's imagining pop stars. Yeah, Charlie you, you Baker imagining see pop stars eating fish and chips. You don't actually see them doing it, but uh, okay. you know... Who can you not imagine eating fish and chips? Um, uh, what else have we got? Chainmail socks. Um, oh, yeah, they're yeah. available from TK Axe. Lovely, oh, isn't it? come on, well they're, done. They're smashing, isn't it? And he didn't put his name on that, or the, she. Well, well, you know, come on, it? if you're going to come up with a gang like that, you deserve the credit. So. I think I think we need to uh, cover the Timber Sports again, Paul. I thought it was a great interview. I think they were, mm. they were excellent interviewees. The questions, and, uh, there's more questions to be asked. Who do you think uh, would win in chopping down a tree between you and Andy? Um... In, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to. You've both my... got. You've both got the equipment. You've both got the sports axes. Andy would racing Andy, axe. Andy would lose. We once had um, a, um, a sponsor uh, on this show. I am um, good people at Ideal Boiler. Still paying oh, yeah. out for them. Okay. And um, one of the ideas that our fine uh, sales and promotions department came up with uh, with Ideal Boilers is that yeah. uh, Andy and I should strip down a boiler against the clock. <laughs> <laughs> now, neither of us are boiler engineers. You know, and my missus will be the first to you tell know. you that. I'm not Mr. DIY. A lifetime in the media has not, uh, but yeah. has not prepared you for that. No, though, Paul. But uh, honestly, I was Tommy Walsh compared to Andy. <laughs> well, I don't think he'd ever seen a boiler before. <laughs> to the point where, when he did his, yeah. there was uh, a Polish lad who did all his odd jobs for him, and he got him to do it instead against did the he? clock. So he stayed true to himself. He bought in his mate. Uh, to oh, do it, did he got someone yeah. to come in to do so it? So he won, got a man in. He did got a man. In. He got a man in, even and for that race. He got a man in to do it in the great tradition, even though uh, he was supposed to do it himself. Uh, can you yeah. imagine? He that? couldn't even get the cover off. If, if you were doing axe racing, if mm. you were in the axe and England were losing at cricket while while the oh, axe yeah, was going know, on, yeah. that would give him the added impetus. It could do. To yeah. Get that tree chopped down. Yeah, well, like, it? look, it's un unless we're sponsored by Steel anytime soon, I don't know Still. if they're thinking of coming on yeah. board, yeah. and uh, maybe we could try that out. We'll, yeah, uh, we'll uh, give that a go. Yeah, absolutely lovely, wouldn't it? Um, uh, I bought a mower 
Paul recently. I've, t- I've told you oh, about really? my mum. I've told you. Well, I'll tell mama. you what. <clears throat> I'm going to get a cup of tea and sit back and listen to this. <laughs> it's, it sounds it's like not a great anecdote. It sounds like it's, it's, up there with, it's up there with the glasses anecdote, which I've not managed mm. to get the lens out of the glasses. Okay, yet, so, so are you going to walk around with one light lens no, and one dark lens? I'm going to have to sort it out. I'm going to have to sort it out, Paul. But I don't think it wasn't my finest hour. The glasses story. I'm not even going to go into the moment now. You've put me off telling it, Paul, and now you'll never know. Are you familiar with? Are you familiar with Carlos the Jackal? Uh, have you made, you made, you've seen the infamous uh, the the Black Grape album? Cover, oh yes, yeah, you know, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. the glasses, you look a bit like that. I think that's who it is. That's who. People have said it's a little, little bit Elton John. I know. If no, I was going to do it's a, a tribute, it's act. not a little bit Elton John. It's a lot Carlos <laughs> the Jackal. I think you'll find. <laughs> Um, it's an interesting... I mean, they're, they're nice glasses, and I'm sure when they've both got the same coloured lenses, <laughs> they look great. One of the listeners said earlier on, um, maybe you had David Bowie would have worn his sunglasses. Yes, Clearly. that's true, yes. Yeah, yeah, different different, different colour for each eye might have been... Yeah, we had a cat like that once. Different colour eyes. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, do you want the same again? It was half a lager, wasn't it? <laughs> this has descended into a pub chat. Oh, I'll tell you what, fish and it? chips and a glass of water. What do you want us to do? That's who's how best, I roll. Who's best, Ronaldo or Messi? What do you want us to do? Well, I can't talk about that for you know, two oh, minutes. Can, if you like. Go on, Paul, let's do it. Let's have a go at it. Uh, well, I'd go for Messi. Would you? Yeah, because he's, he's done things. doesn't seem to have gone on as long as other people. We haven't really eked it out People seem to get a whole show out of that sometimes, you know, so it's... Oh, yeah. I mean, that's personally. I mean, what you, what you, uh, ask, I just think I just prefer watching him play. I, do. I just think he's done quite incredible things. And the on problem the we've ball, got is I agree with you, Paul. Yeah, okay. So, so that's the so end of that. I mean, it's disastrous. How do we start an argument on that basis? I can't. I'll tell you what, in, in these difficult times of all the prices going up, uh, one thing the All England Club at Wimbledon have done yeah. is uh, keep the price of a punnet of strawberries. Yes. To the same, now, you've seen it's two pound yes. fifty. They haven't put the prices up. The prices have at Wimbledon stayed it's only, the same. Two pound fifty at Wimbledon been the same <clears throat> since two thousand and ten. And you would imagine, talk about captive audience, especially for strawberries. Everybody goes there and says, "Yes, you know, one of the things I'm going to do when there. I go." Exactly. But no, they've kept them at two pound fifty uh, a punnet. You get ten in a punnet, a little bit of cream, I understand. And uh, so, yeah. what's the mark up there, Paul? Do you think? Well, two pound fifty, probably twenty five p a twenty five p a strawberry. In your pu- and the punnet. Yeah, you, why are you setting the Just tariff the for a strawberry? Well, it's two pound fifty for ten strawberries. Oh, okay. No, sorry, I'm I'm saying I thought yes, I'm, I thought you, I thought you were doing the markup. No, no, there's no mark. Well, there is a bit of a markup because you've got to pay for the punnet as well. Okay. So how many <laughs> how many enough. punnets are they? All, all I think I prefer the story about your new. <laughs> <laughs> your new I like you know I like to get into business after I nearly bought that roundabout thing last week. You Have know. you bought the boxing ring yet? Charlie? You know that's still on order. Six hundred quid yeah, for yeah, a boxing yeah, yeah. ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah, shooting good, gallery eight hundred and fifty quid. Good. I was wondering how horrible Barry's fish and chips would have been without any curry sauce or gravy. This yeah. Enormous. Until you mentioned the mm. white soup. And this is Butcher Mick. Mm. It all makes sense. He doesn't want to go on stage on stage with stains on his suit, does he? Of course, he that's doesn't. why he's not having the curry sauce. No, no vinegar on there or anything like that. I wouldn't know. think so, no. Um, uh, well, Danny Wilkins says Ronaldo. So he's uh, gone in on the Messi or Ronaldo argument that you wanted. Simon in Cumbria sees so now he wants the credit. He was TKX. Well done, Simon. Yeah, Simon, you should oh, yeah, have done it. Very, Simon very in Newcastle. Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ronaldo says Dan in Woking. Well, you can say what you like, mate, but, but Andy, uh, Charlie and I don't agree. <laughs> we don't agree, and that's the end. And that's we the finished, end of that. We finished the conversation. Get your own radio Football show. Football debate. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
There we are. That was this afternoon show. It is a shame because we never really got a chance. All we actually heard was you bought a new lawnmower. Well, we never got... Was I'll there a story it. behind I'll it? I'll save it, Paul. Oh, we'll need okay. it another time in this yeah. summer. I'm they absolutely sure. They call that a sure. tease. They call that a tease in the world Maybe of Maybe next Tuesday I'll embellish oh, next, the... Oh. the <laughs> well, I think we'll... Throwing see, ahead. We'll see a real spike in... Uh, Downloads of the podcast next Tuesday for Charlie's Lawnmower Story. Um, well, I hope you can join us tomorrow, myself and Andy, from one. Um, if not, the podcast will be available around four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.